For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. And uh, Bob Williams, Jim Gerhardt, and... Uh, Morning. Try to see, can we get this big thing off the ground? I thought I'd mention early on here that people will notice this. I forgot my grip hat. Yeah. And so as soon as we get through here, I'm going to go to a tattoo parlor, <laughs> and I'm going to have grip, G-R-I-P, all written across here. Why not? So if I get my hat in. We should tell everybody to do that. Everybody. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> Anybody who wants to get rid of incumbent politicians, go out and get a tat this weekend. Yeah. Have I, a couple of... Have a couple of bros, get yourself loose, and get a couple of tats on you with grip. There's a couple of things. I Yesterday I was getting uh, alerts from AccuWeather, you know, on my Android, saying that air quality is dangerous. Why aren't people out in the street protesting that? I mean, you know, even with masks on. Yeah. Nobody seems to care. They're inside with and, the air conditioning. And this, this is deadly. And so uh, I guess it was with air conditioning. People don't pay any yeah. attention to it. One... Um, Interesting bit of, on, on the political scene here, going into this budgeting, and I won't try to talk about budgeting because people's eyes glaze over when you talk about a budget. Mine do, anyway. Mm. But mine, I, I, I was reading a story on uh, NJ1015 News yesterday, and I did not realize this. As part of the budget that the governor had proposed that the legislature removed from the budget mm. was a tax on manufacturers of the uh, what the hydro the, the pharmaceuticals pharmaceuticals what what the the uh, oh, what are the hydrocarbons I don't know the names of these things I've not been into that but he wanted a tax on that from the manufacturers this would raise twenty one point something million dollars for the budget to help defray one hundred million dollars in the budget that the uh-huh. legislature did approve to for rehab for people who are using those same products. Per, so, manufactured by the pharmaceuticals. Yeah, and so here is the company that's manufacturing a, a product which, unabused, is very good, but the abuse is just astronomical yeah. of it. Uh, and yet, they do not feel that they have any responsibility to help defray the cost of saving people from the ravages of that same product. It doesn't make any Similar to what the tobacco companies were required to do years ago. So the next thought is, why would the New Jersey legislature not include that? Hmm. I mean, maybe there's a big reason that I overlooked. But, I mean, this is not anything going out of the budget and spending. This is simply trying to to help defray the cost of this epidemic, you know, of abuse of these products. Why would the legislature... I don't know. Uh, And I do not know how many of the... Yeah, the first thing that pops into your mind, okay, this is a big uh, uh, pharmaceutical manufacturing state, so they don't want to hurt the industry. I don't think every uh, pharmaceutical company in New Jersey manufactures these, uh, these drugs. Right. So I don't, 
So the question arises, I don't know if this is true or not, but what is the first thing that pops into your head? Somebody is spreading some oh, lobbyist yeah. money around. Somebody's filling somebody's Somewhere. pockets, Jimmy. Because politicians will only act basically in their self-interest. No matter what they tell you, that's behind it all. Ambrose Bierce, a, uh, an American writer, who fascinating person, I won't get into that, but he once defined politics as self-interest masquerading as principle. And I think that you, you can't beat that. <laughs> it's yeah. exactly what it is. So when you consider that all of these political moves that made, behind it somewhere is self-interest, which is survival right. of, of the, uh, the, the person, uh, something's there. Now, I want to continue kind of from that as a jump-off point. Something I did want to bring up. Now, now I've talked about grip, get rid of incumbent politicians. Uh, let, let me, uh, okay, I, I just want to set this up. Then we'll get to Robert's uh, uh, comment. The, the, uh, I've, I've advocated the grip, get rid of incumbent politicians for years. In the beginning, it scared the heck out of politicians because they thought it was a good idea. <laughs> and they were shaking under their boots. But it turned out that, uh, you know, the politicians hunkered down. The rest of us have a life to live, some do things. So it sort of petered out. My, my, one of my other proposals had been that they eliminate central gathering place for politicians. You do not need the state house anymore. Now, you go back to the beginning of the country, of course you needed it because people had to travel, uh, travel great distances. These elected representatives, since the Constitution required that uh, the people have representatives, you know how that works. Uh, and so to get together and to communicate, there was no communication uh, other than just direct uh, or mailing a letter, which took forever, too. Mm. So the elected official, who was uh, generally a person of prominence in the community, and he uh, would get on the mule or in the cart or a carriage, I guess, if he was well healed, and go to, in this case, Trenton. Uh, in other states, of course, the same thing. And you would meet at a central place to communicate and do what they euphemistically call the people's business. <laughs> so, and we know whose business it is. Right. But you don't need that anymore. This is crazy. Why have everybody do that and get together? Because it creates great opportunity for chicanery. <laughs> <laughs> deal making the door to the hen house right? and collared yes collared by the the lobbyists and the special interests and they why don't the politicians simply have to stay home in their district and work communicate electronically such as we're doing mm. i mean it's done all the time it's and also but part of it is they set up eventually you build a a foreboding looking mausoleum and call it a state house now this is to impress people uh, this, these are designed to have something of a menacing look so that those of us in the great unwashed will tremble in awe <laughs> when you're approaching uh, the building yeah. to try to keep down yeah. from... We're uh, not worthy. Yeah. yeah. And so why don't you... Why not? I mean, it, it's simplicity itself. Now, jumping off again from that, here is my next step after get rid of incumbent politicians. How about get rid of all politicians? And I'm not talking about a physical genocide. As Shakespeare once had a character say, let's kill all the lawyers. <laughs> I talk, I'm looking for the, uh, the, the uh, abbreviation. So that would, instead of grip, that would be grap? Yes, and I wanted to start it with a C instead of a G. <laughs> <but> I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't come up with anything like that. No, but, but seriously, now, let me, just a little background here. Maybe we'll expand on this later. I'd like to know what you think about this idea, because these things are possible. Uh, 
most of us are not hardline Democrats, Republicans, progressives, conservatives, or the like. We have a variety of inclinations politically. I think we all come together like centrist, uh, basically, right? Well, Common sense type but, thing. But everybody say? has. Um, well, all right. There was a survey, 18%, this was what last week, I believe, 18% of all Democrats across the country, only 18% agreed with the entire Democratic Party agenda. And this is immigration, uh, taxation, hmm. social issues, economics, uh, regulations, and the whole package. Only 18% of Democrats approved of all of them. Wow. People may have approved of 8 out of 10, but they don't. That's, and so that's we staggering. have different leanings. Yeah. Now, again, another statistic. I was shocked by this when I had read, and I was not able to check it out specifically. The last mayoral election in New York, only 26% of the voters <laughs> turned out. Can you imagine that? That's why we got the guy who That's we got That's why, over because there. you could mobilize <laughs> through all of these various groups. And, uh, and if they know in advance and, and who's money. going to vote, that's who you're going to target yeah. and make sure they so, get out to the polls. So this all, our system depends on, again, the elected representative. Well, you could eliminate that very simply uh, using techniques we have today. I'm just going to outline this now. I mean, actually, I picked this up from a TED Talk. There was a person who brilliantly laid this out. I love those. Those are yeah. very informative. But the, the thing is that with the technology we have now, now everything you buy or every vendor you have, the banks, the government, everybody, has all kind of data about you stored now. Otherwise, how is it you go online and in something that's completely irrelevant, here comes ads popping up for something that you may have looked at before. I mean, they uh -huh. know you, your, your, your feelings, your inclinations, your leanings, your, uh, companies your, know more, com your comings and goings. Yeah. Companies know more about you than you think yes, they know yes. about and you. And so it's possible to store all of this information about you. So everybody, eligible voters, would submit, or somehow, a uh, wouldn't be in the form of a questionnaire, but they would submit information, a profile. A profile would be made, and the profile would create, uh, it, it, would, it would encompass attitudes, loyalties, uh, leanings, your wishes, your preferences, your views, history, you know, the whole bag. And it's, it's your brain. See, right now, uh, we talk about hacking computers, they are hacking your brain, hmm. is what it amounts to. Yes. Especially your social media companies. Yes. Now, they are set right now, and I think they probably will get into that, but uh, they, will, they will start doing this because I did read a story this week that the, it claims Google is getting set to somehow control the next 2020 election mm -hmm. through the manipulation of people, through the information they have about them. Anyway, you do that, and that's stored, and then some algorithm or system is set up by which when an issue comes up, automatically everybody's uh, the profile is fed into that yeah. and you find out what people actually want or like. Now through an elected representative he is generally, very rarely is he not a member of a party with his own agenda mm. and they have these things that I mentioned the Democratic Party agenda. If only 18 percent of the people agree with all of those there are some people who disagree with some of them anyway. This would all be taken into account so I just throw this out uh, because the commercial interests and especially the so-called social media have all this information anyway. There'd be more that they could gather. And they use this anyway. 
when they're doing predicting and getting involved in the political matters, legislative matters, uh, just you know how people are going to, to take this. Okay, that's uh, that is a thought. That's the outline here. Let me uh, let's now. Oh, we ask people. We ask for your response, of course, and uh, just sort of sit. Let that one sit and marinate because it's very possible. The upside is it eliminates the middleman who is an elected representative. You are your own representative. This this profile you have stored with a lot of accurate information about you is that is your representative. So you get rid of that and this is the elimination of uh, what has been called uh, what political careerism which is one of the big problems here. So the elected representative you have he is going there as a representative supposedly of you but the representative of a party basically and unless he plays the game, and this is the way the game is played, the party will not put up with him <laughs> next time around. They will either, he will step in line, support the party agenda, or the next election, the money will go to his opponent in the primary mm. from, from the government. So, so much more to be said about that, but let, let's, get, let's get to you. Uh, Mark says approximately 30% of eligible voters actually vote. If we, the people, all voted, the House would be clean. Yes, but, but Mark, I'm trying to get ahead of you. We did this for years, the same thing. Nobody responded, paid any attention to it. And so I've given up on that. The people are going to vote. And this, of course, was laid out by the great Scottish historian uh, whose name I don't recall right now, that the people are going to vote to get the maximum share from the public treasury and eventually the country goes broke. Now you see that happening all the time. So I've given up on that. Uh, here's it. Robert says people don't vote because of a few reasons. They think their vote doesn't count. They don't relate with either of only two choices. They know the government is corrupt and they don't want any part of it. Okay, good. I mean that plays into my argument. So change the system. We do not know. This is part of the corruption of the system which has been set up and fine-tuned to create the maximum financial advantage to people inside the system from any government action that's taken. Look around, you see that, see what goes on. Is that Robert Wagner, the former mayor of New York, or the actor from uh, Heart I, to Heart? I'm not sure. I think it's Robert <laughs> Wagner, our friend, whom uh, I, I appreciate it, your, your calling. You know, speaking of that, just as an aside, I... Uh, <laughs> Bill Spadia, who was doing the morning show, Bill started when I when I stopped, and it was a great extension of it because he's carried it to another level. Frankly, I was getting worn down. As uh, what General Eisenhower once had on his desk, a Latin motto said, "Illegitium non carborundum," translated as "Don't let the bastards grind you down." <laughs> But I think they'd ground me down. Well, I think you but, ground them down, too. Well, you, 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 you gave it, was, it right back to well, them. Well, but uh, be that as it may, uh, Bill had written a piece, uh, and I saw it yesterday, and he had written a piece about the bullying by the LGBTXYZ mm, right. minus three and right. the square root of whatever they are now. And it was exactly right. It was exactly right on. Uh, but what's the response to that? Oh, this is the uh, beatdown of the uh, the parent up in one of the school systems? That, that had to do with it, but they're bullying anybody who does not actively support their agenda and bow down to them. And I think the reason for that, the uh, uh, 
president of Starbuck, or former president, when he decided he might run for president as an independent, said, and I quote, and I love this, he said, I'm tired of revenge politics, which is what most of this reaction, this left, loony left, is, is revenge, getting even for real and imagined slights over the years. Uh, but I think this is a group of people who must needs, and I think this is, this is a legitimate beef, were bullied. Were bullied for years. And I mean serious, even mortal bullying. Now they're in the catbird seat, and it must be irresistible to bully back, to get back at the bully. Mm -hmm. And I think this is happening with most, really most of the groups, these large left groups, that the media will have you think is actually formidable and running the country, and I think that's the media building it up. Because the only organizations from which we can get information have an agenda, a political agenda, and they do not present the other side. So most people do not see it. Of course, most people are more worried about how much weight Mama June lost <laughs> right. than they are about the fact that the air is dangerous out there. <laughs> Okay, so any comments you have on that? I'm, I'm, you know, I, I come in here, and, and it's kind of like, uh, I have to clean this up. It's an expression I heard in the Navy one time. It's like putting uh, 50 pounds of my particular substance in a, in a 20-pound bag. No, but to comment on uh, you know, Bill's story, I, I would say it was well-written. It was, yes. The, 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 the problem is that's a hot-button topic with a lot of people, and uh, it's very emotional. And people's responses on social media are very emotional, and it, it sometimes they they get so angry and hot about it that they can't express themselves uh, ex uh, properly to really give their opinion, to have a good conversation and a good exchange about it. And yeah. I think that's what happens. I mean, you get you, you you shout each other down on both sides of the of, of the opinion of, of the topic, and you really don't get any resolve to it or a good understanding of where the other person's coming from. Well, I, I think ideally in this type of a government, a so-called democracy or partial democracy, yeah. any, the original democracy was in Greece. It only lasted 150 years because it only took the people that long. That's when everybody got to vote on everything, yeah. as Ross Perot once suggested right. uh, in this country. Uh, it took them only 150 years to, to drain the treasury and bankrupt the country because people had decided that this was the possibility yeah. of here I can drain the treasury right. by voting myself the, the lion's share of it. Uh, but if you could ideally get what I'm talking about, this profile of how people really, really think and feel and want, and translate that into your laws, your legislation, and your regulations, it would be ideal and we can do it. And so this is sort of a professional genocide for this uh, political uh, Careerism. Yeah. That's, that a very really, good, we, that's a very good way of putting it. Pro political careerism. Yeah. That's, that's a Jim Gary. You may have original. seen me sneaking in. I wrote a note. I thought it like was so it. good, but I, I couldn't I find it when yeah. the time, when the time <laughs> I like came. That okay, so uh, what's, what's on your mind, Robert? Uh, uh, taxes, Port Authority. They're going to propose uh, taxes, uh, toll hikes over at the uh, Port Authority uh, crossings, the bridges, the tunnels. Dropping off at Newark Airport, Kennedy Airport, LaGuardia, on uh, all uh, Uber rides, taxi rides, all to fund the Newark Air Train. Um, Jim, how about that? It's going, you say? Or it's going up. 
Oh, it's, well, everything is going up. Yes, well, it's this, this, this is it's, what? Now, you're talking about uh, New Jersey Transit? or No, that, well, that's separate. They've got their own deals going. This is the Port Authority. The, the Port Authority. That, that uh, covers all the crossings yeah. between New York and New Jersey, the, the six bridges and well, tunnels. Well, they need money. I understand what part-time workers get a couple hundred thousand dollars a year right. <laughs> out of that with... But, with Overtime. But that story came out this past week, and they said, oh, most of the revenue that's going to be received from the toll increases and the and the tariffs, it's going to be like about, I don't know, billions, is going to go toward the, the reconstruction of the air train, the, like the monorail at Newark Airport. Now, I thought the governor had did a, um, a, a ceremony earlier this year that they had earmarked a bunch of money, like four or five billion Dan, anybody in the newsroom can recall that? Didn't, uh, didn't the governor have a big um, press conference at Newark Airport earlier this year announcing that they're going to fund the air train or something? I thought it was like four or five billion or something. I do remember because it, it was a big press conference. Improvement, I believe. Improvement, not replacement. Is that what it is? So, so this is completely different. So oh, it's going to take is. about $20 billion to replace that Newark air train. Now, really... Uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, how many people really use that? I mean, yeah, you go to Newark Airport, but is is that is that fair that all of that toll revenue is going to go? Where's the money that's being earmarked well, for the possible replacement of the George Washington Bridge someday? Mm -hmm. That bridge is almost 90 years old. Well, this again, these things, uh, uh, in my view anyway, are done for the perpetuation of aggrandizement of and the uh, financial <laughs> remuneration of the organizations right. and the Port Authority is an organization and the, it, it is an institution if you want, put it that way. The number one item on the agenda of any institution is perpetuating itself. Number two is getting the maximum entitlements for people who are inside it. Yeah. Number three could very possibly be their function, what they're there to do in the first Man. place. But that's the way it works. Somebody had once written, and I think it's very true, and this covers so, so much ground, that uh, any concept or idea or ideal uh, eventually leads to a movement. The movement will eventually become a business, and we see that all the time. Yeah. Uh, and then the business must needs eventually become corrupt. Right. Um, Mark, okay, Mark, you're on. He says, can we repair the roads first? Here, here, sure Mark. Sure we can, but are they going to? That's, that's the problem. So. Well, you see, this is how Governor Christie got himself in a little bit of trouble there. He decided the money that was going into that tunnel to Macy's Right. Remember? Macy's basement. Yeah. That he wasn't going to spend that. The state was going to spend the money on roads. And, you know, all, you know, what broke loose right. in the political scene. And he's still being blamed. Right. Uh, anytime there's a commuter problem, uh, his opponents, yeah. and there are a few, <laughs> bring that up right. that he did but that. But that uh, Port Authority toll increase uh, proposal, they're going to have about four or five hearings over the next month or so. And I think uh -huh. a couple will be one in Hoboken, Jersey City, mm. and I think Elizabeth. I don't know exactly the times, but I, I well, suggest you go out there. It may be a foregone conclusion, but don't give up. Go out there and tell them this is ridiculous. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what the times are. Without no, I didn't know anything about the story, but I'll tell you exactly what the times of these hearings will be. They'll be like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock or something on a working day morning. Yeah. When yeah. people are too busy to come. Probably. But they always hide 
and, these and make them and put it in a very difficult place to get to. And again, the you public need a Sherpa guide, you know. And uh, let's just presume that these toll increases are going to go through, which they probably will, and it's going to go up a buck at the uh, crossings now. I think it'll go from fifteen to sixteen dollars. Um, presuming that this toll increase is going to go in, the public outrage is going to be to a minimum. Because once again, it's electronic tolls. Mm -hmm. You're not reaching an extra dollar in your uh, pocket mm -hmm. to give to the person at the toll t that's taking your toll. It, you're not feeling it immediately. You're feeling it electronically on your Easy Pass statements. You don't. You'll, you'll start feeling it when the replenishment fee each month goes from fifty dollars to seventy-five dollars or eighty bucks a month because that's what they do with the mm -hmm. easy passes they'll take money out of your account in advance as you use it mm -hmm. uh, before it uh, uh, you know so it replenishes the account um, some people that drive into new york every day from new jersey they're spending two hundred fifty uh, a month two hundred fifty three hundred dollars a month right now Can you imagine what it's going to be when this toll increase you're talking an extra forty fifty dollars a month well, the Crazy. Toll, toll authority is simply a large trough, <laughs> really, if you want to And, and the Port way. Authority has always been one of those agencies that have been like one of those public-private, and they've always been, eh, none of your business. Yeah. And we'll tell you what we need to tell you. Otherwise, not, it's, you mm -hmm. know, we all know it's a, it's been a patronage pit for political appointments for years. Yeah. And um, it's just... It's just not right that they just keep jamming well, these toll you, increases. You got the TBTA over there, which just raised the prices in the city. The Mass Trans MTA, they're raising their tolls. Oh, and this Port Authority thing includes PATH. So people mm -hmm. that travel PATH from Hoboken to Jersey City into New York, those prices are going to be going up as well. And there the, was a line in uh, Joseph Heller's novel Catch-22, and he defined Catch-22 as, as regards the government. They can do anything to you, you cannot stop them from doing. But the people have to have some will to stop them from doing it. Uh, Chris, hi Chris, uh, where is the money that the previous increases went? Hmm. Well, it went into bloating the organization. This is what institutions do, as we have covered. <laughs> All New Jersey does is take and take. Cut Port Authority administration positions and waste. Why does it cost New Jersey more to pave a road than any other state in the country? Great Chris, question. Oh, good for you. You remembered that. We spend, what, over a million dollars a mile to yeah. uh, pave roads in New Jersey. In South Carolina, they do it for $36,000. Crazy. <laughs> a mile. And you get some states. Of course, the argument is, well, we have much more uh, traffic, you know. Right. But, no. The, uh, I would love to know. I would love to see the, the, the budget line for some of these companies, not only the Port Authority, but any of these public agencies. How much of their budget is uh, dedicated to wages, benefits, pension well, payouts? It's got to be getting larger and larger. And it, you can't tell me any differently. Well, the education system is a very good example of that. And it's a good example also of the quote that I had a while ago that... Uh, this sort of uh, the, these institutions self-serving masquerading as principal how many times have you heard with the education industry soaking in money and constantly after more and bloating beyond all belief and what is their thing it's for the children yeah and so people will oh, oh it's for the children well yes. here let's but but again you, you uh, something that shocked me this year in a, in a way the state budget's what uh, 39 billion dollars yeah it wasn't too many years ago people were complaining because it was 30 billion 
Yeah. And it was 28 before. I don't know what it was going back to Governor Kane. Right. Or yeah, Mark brings up a good point. He says there are states that have no tax and better roads with similar population numbers. Absolutely. Well, there's only one answer for that, and that is the people will not rise up, the sheep will not rise up and yell back at the wolves. And again, we're constantly right. circling the sheepfold, looking for ways to take right. wool. Like I said, uh, I, I, people have yeah. to act. They're, and if they're not going to act, then this is it. And uh, perhaps what you do, unless you are willing to maybe take a look at somebody else's argument or another party's argument or grip or this other means that I've said to get uh, the government back into the control of the people, unless you're willing to do that, this is what you get. And it'll stay that way. But these arguments you see people are making, and they're good. Mark, you're right. You're right. However, we were talking about this 25 years ago. Exactly the same thing. And where'd we get? I want to, uh, how are we doing for time? Oh, we got a couple more minutes. Okay, it's a couple uh, more. I, I want to go down another path. Okay. I proposed this before, and I've seen a couple of cases of this animal abuse in New Jersey. Somebody threw some uh, kittens out of a car. Makes you uh, sick, Jim. But, but some of the, uh, the other stuff is, is horrible. Now, there are people that we had discussed before who are very well-intentioned, who get caught in what is a trap, which is hoarding animals. Yes. And I can see that very easily, uh, people doing that. And they don't know how to get out of it. We had this breeder last week. We talked about this with Dan Alexander. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who had, what is it, 200 dogs? 200 dogs, and most of them were uh, Yorkshire the Jack, Jack Russell, Russell Terriers. Terriers. Yeah. But, uh, which is a plague in itself. <laughs> I don't want to take you down that path. Well, again, but, uh, I, yeah. I don't care. I have strong feelings yeah. about them. But uh, these were people who started off honestly. But you see, they were going to make some money, no doubt. And uh, I know people have done that. They say, okay, I got this great dog. I'm going to breed the dog. They're getting $2,000 a head for this. When time comes and you have the litter, all the people went away who said, gee, I'd like to have one of those. Mm. <laughs> and you're, you're stuck with the thing. I have some personal <laughs> <laughs> attachment with that. But now, seriously, these things are terrible. So basically, I would like to see capital punishment reinstituted. Mm -hmm for serious animal abusers, the egregious animal abusers. That cat story just... People, well, the cat is not the worst thing I have seen. I mean, there are some more, you know, the guy who put the, the, the uh, what, the puppy in the cage and waited for the tide to come up and kill it. There was one case where somebody in an apartment building somewhere, or a public housing project, I don't know what it was, a multi-dwelling, had tied a pit bull to a railing on some top floor and just left it mm. to slowly starve to death. And these, oh, dog fighting. Now, seriously, that would be number one on my agenda. Anybody, uh, there was a story this morning about a dog fight. Was that here, Dan, in New Jersey? The, uh, the busted dog fighters. I remember seeing the pictures of two guys who were arrested for it. It's possible this was the Philadelphia story. Yeah, I don't think it was New Jersey. Okay, but anyway, it could be. Uh, this I would put at the top of the list. Uh, one thing is, I guess that intensifies my feeling about that. I became involved... Uh, I guess a couple of months ago, in an incident in which two very strong, large dogs had decided to kill one another. Mm. And I've still got, from trying to break it up, I still have no feeling in my left forefinger uh, because the nerves were, were damaged in it. My right thumb recovered trying to break this up. Fortunately, just as a little aside, my left uh, index finger 
it's fine. If it had been the next finger to it, I would have had to turn in my driver's license. Mm. You can't drive in New Jersey without a good working right. middle finger. <laughs> or you don't dare go out there. Right, right. But uh, the, 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 it was to see two big dogs, and I've never been to a dog fight, God knows, and wouldn't. But I see what must be going on there because these were two large dogs, a pit bull and a Doberman pincer. Trying, they've gone into the red zone trying to kill each other. It is scary. It is frightening. It is terrible. And you see the blood and you wonder. I managed to get them apart somehow with just the right. loss of a finger. Right. And then I uh, thought everything was resolved. A couple of days later, they're back at it again. Finally, in the fourth time, you know, we just had to give up and, and get rid. Not, not euthanize, of course. Find right. a very nice home for a dog. Who The pit bull was, as people say, and I'm all for them. This is the sweetest dog I have ever had, is, is, is Holly the pit bull. Until she went into the red zone and this uh, uh, primitive reptilian, I guess, part of the brain, right. a territoriality thing kicked in. This became a killing machine. And I tell you, after that, I was afraid of the dog. Because I didn't know it was this takes one when incident. she's sitting there licking my face and wagging her tail. Is this is a possibility? You see right. that possibility in there. But anyway, the abuse. I don't think anybody who wantonly and seriously abuses an animal. Now, I, I wouldn't talk about kids. It depends on what they do. Not simple stuff. Not somebody who has unfortunately because they've fallen on hard times. They love the dog. They want to keep the dogs, and yet they can't keep them groomed. We had a case like that with a couple with some little fuzzy dust bunny dogs right. they got taken away from them that was a big case they had a trial uh, but the serious abuse like the fighting that goes on and I can imagine what uh, I don't think a person like that can be redeemed <laughs> and somebody would say oh Michael Dick, Michael Vick was redeemed possibly and he turned out to be apparently you know the the football player right. who was uh -huh. arrested yep. for that I don't know the answer to that, but I, 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 I don't know that a person who does that has something wrong with them. You see, oh, yeah, absolutely. You, you see people who do mayhem to people, there's usually some sort of a passion or a reason or an emotion or something. There's not to somebody who does, stomps a dog to death. Uh, okay, anyway, I just, yeah. I just no, wanted to get Good that. points, Jim. All, good points all around. All right, one more thing, and I will rest my case. Uh, Maureen from Jackson, I, I, I'm not going to, uh, I, I, no, I'm not, I'm not going to read the, the post, but I say thank you. Thank you. And Mel says, I'll take dogs of all kinds over people any day. Well, Mel, I would agree with you, except you stop and think about that in depth. There are other purposes <laughs> we may have human beings <laughs> that you can't do with your dog. Oh, oh, uh, th this is naughty. <laughs> this actually happened. Uh, and this was the Asbury Park Press, whoever the editor is, sets up their, their Saturday. Uh, uh, what, remember they had a page with wedding pictures right. and engagement pictures. They picture the bride and a picture of the groom. They had a case in which a person was arrested for having biblical knowledge of his landlady's beagle. <laughs> caught in flagrante delecti. <laughs> so, what happened was when they posted the picture, they did it on that wedding page with the picture of the guy, the criminal, and the dog. Oh, no. <laughs> right in there with all the couples, new couples getting oh, married, Lord. which was a beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Fran. Fran says, as a society, we can't agree on capital punishment for heinous murders of humans. 
I dream of a time when we develop no tolerance for rabid humans who abuse or kill any critter. I, uh, I have a great tendency, a huge respect for Buddhism. And one of the first elements in the Eightfold Path of behavior, Buddhism, you see, is not a religion, it's a philosophy. There's no numinous beings, uh, spiritual beings out there, except later some of the followers did, but Buddha had no truck with that. But one of them is, I will do no harm to any sensuous creature. Uh, that's good, that's great. Mm. Do not do any harm to any conscious, I guess, self-conscious creature. I wish people would would take that. Oh, I got one real quickie, real quickie here. Uh, this is, I warn you for your kids, I read this story yesterday. Growing teen neck deformities from constant forward leaning watching their gadgets. Right. This is true. Did you see that story? No, I didn't. But uh, it, it, Really, there is something in the back of the neck, at the base of the skull, in the back of the neck, this constant straining the neck forward is somehow creating, it's like, must be like bone spurs or something. Mm. Uh, the bone starts enlarging, and they actually have protuberances, like they're growing a horn. Okay. And this is supposed to be in kids. Oh, the oh, the phone thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the, well, phones, text. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, well, oh yes, pads, yeah, and that could be happening to anybody because this be is what most See, this leads me another thought I had. You see people walking around with their or texting, or walking around with a device, and there's always a cry how to control uh, population. I'm suggesting they remove the covers from all the manholes in the country. <laughs> it's simple. Sell it for scrap. That'd be you know, we raise the money to defer taxes. You know, I think yeah. that's enough. I think yeah. I should go Hey, a uh, quick plug for Eric Scott tonight. He's going to be on the air. He's got a special town hall uh, show tonight Great. on elder care here in New Jersey. So Good he's going to have a big panel. They're, they're ringing my bell. They're, they're, <laughs> so, they're singing my song. Now, Lou, is that going to really? be on Facebook? or is, It's going to be on here on Facebook Live at 7 o'clock, right? Yep. Okay. So uh, on New Jersey 101.5, on the app, and here on Facebook Live, Eric Scott in our town hall series. Now we're off next week. We're not because the of the holiday. Of Lou uh, has to go, our, our producer here, Lou Hockman. He has to go buy fireworks. Well, no, he has to go on a beautiful, nice trip he was describing up to the mountains of Maine and the, oh. the, the woods and everything. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah All right. Well, yeah. enjoy yourself, Lou, and everybody. Make so, it a safe 4th of July. Yeah. Any comments you have, we would, you know, really like to the yeah. emails or however you want to get through. Mm -hmm. So, hey, thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Have yourself a great, great Fourth of July holiday. What wonder if there's going to be protests by English Americans? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a national holiday over there. Maybe we can start one. <laughs> Everybody else is doing it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.